after creating your brand, understand what you need to do to create the magical pull and then devise a strategy so that you can push it out. You're listening to the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast with professional speaker, coach, and consultant, Nicole Greer. Welcome, everybody, to the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. My name is Nicole Greer, and they call me the Vibrant Coach. And I am here with a special friend, a friend I made just a little while ago when we both got certified as Strengths Finder Coaches. Yes, you can talk to either one of us, figure out your strengths. But Tanika Vital Pringle is the Global MBA and CEO and Chief Brand Strategist of this company. Write it down, Brand Rebirth. It is a boutique leadership development and brand strategy agency. She helps executives, leaders, managers, and teams rebirth their personal brands while strengthening their employer brands. And she equates an employer brand with an organizational culture. Her why is that she believes that success happens when people think outside of the box and challenge the status quo. With over 20 years, now, if you could see her, you would not believe this. With over 20 years, mm -hmm. with over 20 years of experience working for global Fortune 50 companies and beyond, Tanika has a purpose of helping individuals and companies boldly unleash their authenticity. Please welcome to the show, Tanika. Yay! Hi, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. We have reunited. All right. So my first question always, I told you earlier, I'm collecting definitions of leadership. What is your definition of leadership? A good definition of leadership that I follow is an individual who is bold enough to discover themselves and share their gifts with others. An individual who's bold enough to become self-aware enough so that they can allow others to um, rebirth. And for me, rebirth is about a change that leads to a new, uh, to a new period of improvement um, for a brand. And when we think about leaders, leaders have personal brands, as you know. And so this is uh, my definition of leadership. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I think that, you know, uh, that's a big responsibility for like every human on planet Earth is to understand what their strengths are. And so like I alluded to in her little intro, uh, both Tanika and I, we went through StrengthsFinder coach training and also we both went through the uh, manager team training. So we're both um, qualified to, to do that for you. So call us, call us up, call us up because Tanika, you're down in Texas, right? I am. I am in Houston, Texas. Yeah. So for all those Texas folks, she can uh, giddy up and come on over and see you uh, <laughs> and take care of what you need. All right. Fantastic. So so you you alluded to kind of a little model that you go through with people, right? You have like this three-step process uh, that helps people discover their personal brand. But would you kind of talk a little bit about what a personal brand is? Do, does everybody well, have one? What is it? Yes, everyone does. Um, I would first talk about what is a brand in general, because yeah, yeah. Um, my first passion is brand strategy. And I, I've been doing working in the brand strategy management space for a while. And my formal definition for a brand is a brand consists of vivid, intangible um, associations or attributes that exist in one's mind or their heart about a product or a service. And all of these things collectively are used to create the magical pull towards the customer. 
So in an essence, a brand really just consists of words, words that have meaning. So for a personal brand, when you think about what I just shared, a personal brand consists of vivid and tangible associations and attributes that exist in someone's mind. What do people say about you when you are not in the room? What are those words? What are those associations? And because we connected um, uh, with Clifton Strengths Finders, so Clifton Strengths is a part of the uh, this a part of the associations that make up one's brand as well. But their associations. They're not, um, you don't start off with the traditional logo or brand expression tools like websites, really just consists of associations that generate what we call brand recall. So when I say, when I say Nicole Greer to your customers, they're going to have to tell me something about being vibrant. They, <laughs> not, they do. She lights up the room. She's full of energy. That's exactly. what they say. Exactly. Right. And I experienced that when we were both you know, doing our professional development. And I was drawn to you. That's what the magical pool is about because of your energy. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I love, you know, you say what gives a brand a superpower. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'd like to kind of go through that. You say that the first stage in figuring out your superpower and and tell me if I'm getting this right. I mean, it's not only for my company or whatever I'm building, but it's also me personally. Right. Like I got to figure out my why. So talk Mm -hmm. about how you go through the why discovery with people uh, and help them figure out that first. Why why is that the first Mm -hmm. step? The why? So this is the first step. Thank you for the question, Nicole, because it is the first step in self-awareness. Uh, Many people, as you know, are unfulfilled in some way. They are stuck in some way and they are functioning. They're, you know, walking around as imposters really in their roles. They're on autopilot, but they themselves don't feel fulfilled and they don't really know why they do what they do and why they operate the way that they operate. And so, you know, becoming emotionally intelligent Becoming self-aware, all of these go hand in hand, but discovering your why is really important. I believe that discovering your why, which refers to how you operate, helps you understand and leads to your purpose. But simply put to answer your question, I also have a, um, I'm also certified by the Why Institute. And um, basically the Why Institute is a place where um, we believe that there are nine whys in the world. And they, oh. everyone falls. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk falls. about this a lot. I want to talk about this a lot. Can we do that? Yeah, sure. Sure. You know, so we can talk about like these nine whys and you shared my why. I'm one of nine and we have, you know, a why. And it just speaks to our, our motivations and why we operate the way that we do. And they don't change. And that's powerful. And that helps to make you unique and helps give you those these unique brand attributes that all personal brands must have. Okay. All right. So you said that you have um, one of the nine whys. So tell me it again. What is your why? Sure, sure, sure. So my why is to challenge the status quo and to think differently. Mm-hmm. This is what, this is how I operate. It, I operate like this with clients. I've operated like this when I was an entrepreneur working in a corporate space. I was always asked to do something involving innovation. Um, I was always asked to do something about coming up with new ideas. If you want new, if you want to generate something new, come to me. If you want someone to follow a process, um, you probably need to go with a a make sense why um, or a mastery why, 
person who who likes to follow processes and they they're good with following those things and generating results. But my why, the way that I'm wired, I innately the way that I was born, um, is to think differently. Um, someone popular with my why is Steve Jobs. I'm working on having his success, <laughs> but. Um, Steve Jobs is someone who's known to have, um, I think, differently why it makes sense. He built a whole brand, Apple, just really on that. So it's quite powerful. And when I think about what I do in the community or when I'm doing something with my church or I'm serving on a committee, I'm that person that you're going to call in to, to broaden your thinking, to think differently, to add some new value, for, to, to bring us some divergent perspectives, to speak boldly, to bring out that authentic voice. And it just, um, when I learned my, about my why um, officially last year, it um, helped me to understand <laughs> why I, I built Brand Reaver <laughs> and, and how it relates to being authentic and me wanting to pull that out. Now with the why, it's called why discovery. So you, it's like sim, it's a tool you take um, from short five to seven minute, kind of like the, we call it discovery. We don't call it an assessment. It really is a discovery, whereas Clifton Strengths is an assessment and DISC is an assessment. A lot of mm-hmm. the tools that I know that you use. So basically, you're not you're ranked against all of your nine Ys, and then you have your top three become what you call your Y OS or your Y operating system, and those are your top three. So my top three are challenge the status quo, think differently. My second one, my second tier is a better way. So I always have to think about a better way to do something and help people think about it. And ultimately what I bring is I contribute. That's my third why is I contribute. I help people. I, I you know, I help add value. So the YOS, um, that is what it is. But my first and foremost is to challenge the status quo and think differently for better, for worse. I will always do that in most situations. Yeah. And I would say in 21st century world, it's probably for the better. things have got to get better. So we need you so desperately. Yeah. And so I have, I've got the, I've pulled up a list and it says, um, these might be your wise contribute, trust, make sense, better way, challenge, mastery, clarify, and simplify. Mm -hmm. So trust is in there. I think you said that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, so you sit down with people and you help them figure out their why. And I'm going to tell you that will help people get unstuck and out of the dark. Right. You need to know yourself. You can't expect to convince people and others if you haven't done the work on yourself. And it's actually therapeutic. I view it as a form of self-care. And there's so much content once you discover your why. So many podcasts you can listen to by Dr. Gary Sanchez, our founder. Um, and so it's just, it's just a great um, discovery tool, actually. And I know that, and I feel that Clifton Strengths Finders build, builds upon it nicely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really your phase two, right? So phase one of f- figuring out or what gives you your brand superpower is you do, you figure out your why. And we just listed those. Um, so now you've got your why. Now you're up, you're motivated. You're like, I now I know what to do. I got a sense of purpose. And now I need to understand what my strengths are. So let's, let's dive into one of our favorite new subjects, you and I. Let's talk a little bit about the Clifton's Strengths Finder. So first of all, can you kind of share what that assessment, don't miss earlier, she said it's an assessment. The earlier one was a discovery. Everybody write this stuff down. Okay, so t- tell us a little bit about Clifton Strengths Finder. So Clifton Strengths Finders um, is a wonderful assessment. It also helps you uh, to understand a lot about yourself. 
we all were born with innate talents. And um, there's been a lot of research that's been put into Clifton Strengths by noted psychologists for a number of years. And what's great about this, um, this assessment is that I think it's over 28 million people have been assessed and right. the tool has gotten better and better. So what it is, is that once you um, are assessed, it, it will identify really your top 34, your 34 talents, right? And then they will be ranked from one to 34 and your first 10 are the ones that you use most of the time. And then the ones in the middle, 2011 and was, what will you say, 28? Or the ones you don't use as much. And then the ones like 29 to 34, the ones you really don't use a lot. We don't consider those to be weaknesses. We consider those to be talents that are just not used. If they get in the way of you creating some form of success in your life and in your career, yes, they will be considered to be weaknesses. And then both Nicole and I are um, trained to help you channel your strengths to overcome any challenge that you're having. Um, so that's number one. So they're talents. They're sitting there. It's kind of like, I know how to exercise, but am I working out? Or I know how to play the piano, but if I'm not practicing. So you have to. So just naming it, that's just the first step. Um, but then you actually have to claim them. You have to understand them. And you, it's best to work with someone like Nicole or I to understand these and basically work on them so that they can become strengths. And then once they do become strengths by understanding them and knowing how to apply them to yourself, to your personal brand, to everything, then you can kind of like um, aim them. If I have that right. Yeah. <laughs> you can like aim them and put them to. Yeah. Do. They say uh, name, name it, claim it, and name it. And aim it. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Name it, claim it, and aim it. Put put them out there. Um, so that's when they become strengths. And the, the purpose of us doing this is to identify them and then, you know, name them so that we can get to the aiming stage. If we don't get to the aiming stage, they're just there. They're just pretty words on a page. They really are. So my, um, I don't know if you want to discuss our strengths, um, Nicole, or... I do. I do. What's your number one? Okay. So right out of the gate. Now, don't miss. I bet you, I will bet you that her number one strength and her number two, number three, number four, number five, probably support her why. Okay. So tell us your why again. Tell us your why again. Let's My why that. is to challenge the status quo and to think differently. Okay. And so then she turns and goes to stage two. Now, don't forget, this is something you can do with Tanika. So stage two, you figure out your Clifton strengths and you have these top five. And, and really what they say um, at Gallup is you have to, again, name that the, we're going to name that they're yours and then you claim them. You start putting them to work. You start practicing with them and you then you point them at the things you want to do with your life, right? Okay. All right. So what's your number one? So my number one, so one strength is ideation. <laughs> no surprise. So it's ideation, belief, connectedness, woo, and strategic. And yeah. Strategic. Mm-hmm. yeah. So let me just tell you what woo is. And you, this is probably already happening. You're like, I love to listening to this, Tanika. Okay. It's because she wins others over. Okay. That's what woo stands for. Like, so you can woo people in. It's easy for you to make connections and make relationships, right? You love me- meeting new people, endless new people. We don't That's get right. tired. A lot of social breath. A lot of social breath and, and meeting people and connecting with them. Right. We don't so get tired of it. 
Correct. Correct. So, so she, she, her why is to challenge and then ideation. Now, so when you first hear challenge, you know, depending on your, again, your strengths, your personality, your why, you may like every time I'm going to meet with Tanika, she's going to challenge me. (laughs) Well, yeah, but how is she going to do it? She's going to say, I got ideas for you. I got ideas for that. So she's just an idea machine. Um, So how, how have you taken ideation and uh, you know, you've named it because you've taken it. You're actually now certified in Clifton Strengths, and now uh, you're claiming it. But how do you aim it in your in your day to day? How do you take ideation and put it to work? What are you aiming it at? Well, the thing is, how I thank you for the question. How I aim it is that when I'm working with clients, I have a personal brand leadership coaching program where I will coach you. Um, I have, it's a 13 session program, and I will basically coach you through the development of your brand, then I'll help you uh, develop a strategy around it. So I'll help you focus on discovery, strategy, and then activation. And so to answer your question, I just finished um, um, working with a client. We just She just graduated from the program. Nice. And um, how I aimed it um, with ideation is I not only coached her, I also consulted with her. Because as you know, with consulting, we, we can solve. So I helped led her to her truth by un, by unearthing and discovering, helping her to discover her why and really understand it and apply it to you know her life and her life transition for the client that's um, moving from the CEO position to the um, the chairman of the board position only. There will be a transition, and um, I came up with and helped this client come up with a number of options for the next phase of her career. A number of fascinating options. But I gave her a number of options. One of them was to develop a book. And I came up with a number of book titles. <laughs> I kept me up at night in the shower. Uh, my mind, <laughs> I could not sleep. I came up with book titles. I designed the book titles because I'm a creative. Um, I did, you know, more than I guess an, an average coach would do because I had a lot of ideation. I figured by presenting her with these options based on me knowing her why, which her and her why is one that uh, is a, she's a trust why. So she builds relationships based on trust. And if she doesn't trust you, she's just not going to do business with you. That's one thing. And I, I, then we also did her Clifton Strength. So because I understood her unique brand profile, and another thing that I forgot to mention is everyone has unique strengths with Clifton Strengths. No one is the same. And that's so powerful. So in branding, you need to have unique attributes. You need to have what you call differentiation. You need to have something that's different. We call it a discriminator, a unique selling proposition, something. And how you describe yourself and your strengths definitely help you plug into that. So one of the ways I uh, I helped her was because I understood her and her number one strength, Nicole, was um, restorative. So she was mm. the ultimate analytical um, the problem solver. And her number two is analytical. So she has had to have a problem to solve all the time. And so, and how I presented things to her was how she could solve problems. That was the filter, how she was going to serve someone or client or what she was going to do. I had to approach it at an angle and then give her a number of options as well. So that really helped. Um, I have connectedness. I I think you have connectedness. Um, You do. I remember. Okay. So um, people um, exceptionally talented with connectedness have faith in the links of things. And we believe that there are few coincidences and that almost every event has a meaning. And so did this client. 
So I basically found the linkages between our strengths as a way to connect with her to help make relevant um, ideations um, choices for her. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, one of the things that as I'm listening to you that I'm reminded of, um, because again, both um, Tanika and I, we just got certified in this just like a couple months back. And uh, one of the things that we did in our training was so cool. So you take like your first strength and your second strength and you you brand yourself based on this first and second strength, right? So you give yourself like... Yeah, and you give yourself like a little name. So your first is ideation. What is your second one again? Belief. Belief. Okay. So so did you give yourself a little moniker about your first and your second? Did, what, I, because, did for, I did it for other people. Um, I did, <laughs> you know, in the course, but I do it a lot for my clients. Like I totally pair them with their top five to 10 strengths. And you, get, you have unique statements. <laughs> Right. Well, hey, I got one for you. I'm going. Okay. I'm, I'm going to brand you. You can keep it. You can throw okay. it out because you're, okay. you're the brander, not me. Okay. But like you know, if you think about it, she's she's uh, an ide- ideation, but then she also has belief, and it's kind of like she is a creativity evangelist. You know. Right? Yes, it's awesome, and you know, or, or better yet, go ahead. I'm sorry. I got. I, I got. I, what I am, I honestly, I've always <laughs> said is that I'm a brand evangelist. That's right. <laughs> okay, so she already told me the end. Okay, but I, I think I would change it to creation evangelist. Like you I need to be rebirthed. You got to be rebirthed. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have to be rebirthed. Brand evangelist yes. is, is, a, is an actual term. <laughs> it is an actual term, but the creation evangelist is not. So you have, you created a new one, Nicole. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. how I see you. Which is fantastic. All right. And uh, so, okay, so let's talk about where we are and like what gives us our brand superpower. Number one is you figure out your why. There's nine whys. Uh, then you have your why. Now you're all jammed up and excited and you've got purpose, meaning in your life. And now it's like, how am I going to live out my brand? How am I going to, or how am I going to live out my purpose? How am I going to live out my why? Well, I'm going to figure out what my strengths are. So that's phase number two. Phase number three is brand. Yes. Well, Okay, there are a couple of things. So those are the superpowers, but I actually have the 12 steps to create your personal brand. So I'll take you through them. But to answer your question, like, because I know what you're you're asking me about. So many years ago, I created something called the brand pyramid. And based in what my 12 steps are based on this uh, methodology. And what it is, in in my um, recent former life, I was a chief brand officer for a major energy company. And I did build brands for organizations, for businesses, for companies. And then I took them through a similar process. So as a result of doing that for a number of years, uh, people in brand love pyramids. Similar to, and I know you're super familiar with this, is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. When you are at the bottom, these are your basic needs and then your physiological needs. And then you move on and you become, when you go to the top, you've reached self-actualization. So I have a brand pyramid um, entitled the Brand Rebirth Brand Pyramid that helps you get your brand self-actualized. And when you get to the top of the brand pyramid, it is called your promise. Like you have a brand promise. So it starts off, and I can share a visual with you later, uh, but with your core values at the bottom, understanding your purpose, your prevision or your vision, 7.0, um, your comp- understanding your competitors and how you will enter into the market. Understanding your customers in a deep way, 
understand your value proposition, then you're a discriminator, which is your unique value proposition, your per- brand personality, and then get to, get to your promise. So all of what I do is really based on the pyramid, but um, I adapt it for you know the situation. And so with personal branding, I basically have taken the pyramid and I've put them into steps. So you've gone through the first, I think, two steps. So, you know, with that being understanding your why, um, understanding, um, identifying or naming, claiming and aiming your strengths. Also understanding your brand prevision is another step, which is your vision. And I encourage um, people or I help people look at least seven years out. Um, I'm not sure if you you use the BHAG, Nicole Greer, the Big Hairy Audacious Goal. About right, right. Collins. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so, an oldie um, but a goodie. Uh, oldie but goodie from the 1990s. And yeah. so I follow a similar con, um, you know, construct and framework, but I just adapted it. I don't go 30 years out with the visioning. I, I go out uh, seven years out and we're helping people and we go through a brainstorming process. And, you know, we started with developing a manifesto statement and ultimately we get this pre-vision statement. Um, and then the next thing we do is we, un- we understand the establishment's personal core values as well. But these are all things that are part of your brand. And understanding your core values and identifying meaningful values, not like, oh, customer service, oh, respect, you know, like some, you know, meaningful, you know, values that mean something to you that will, again, magnetize people to you. One of my um, magnetic values is 10, like the number 10. And it's actually on my company website under core values. And 10 really refers to being thorough, measuring 10 times and cutting once. And it came from my grandfather, who was um, for Trinidad, because my mother's from Trinidad and Tobago, and he was a carpenter. And so he did a lot of measuring before he mm. cut once. Um, what was the, it? Wait, 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 wait. What was his name? William Bernard. Oh, I love William Bernard already. Okay, keep going. I love to hear his grandpa names and daddy names. I love him. Okay. He was a a great builder and, you know, he built all across Trinidad and Tobago and some other islands like St. Vincent, but he built churches, he built universities, but he always shared his value with, you know, my mother and her 13 brothers and sisters and and all the grand and the great grands to really be thorough. You know, it's better to go slow and get it right. Focus on quality. So that's just another way, but it has a story. And that's what mm-hmm. you need with a personal brand. Number 10, I have four, but 10 is the one that I'd like to kind of um, share with you. Favor is another value. I'm a Christian, I'm faith-based, and I believe that God grants us favor. And I, you know, I want that to be for my clients as well. I pray for them. I don't... <laughs> I don't have to pull them into prayer, but I, I want everyone to do well. And I believe that blessings come from above. So that is something that I value. So these are things that are important because everyone, these are things that make, you know, me unique. The totality, you have your, you know, other amazing values as well. So um, establishing um, personal core values is important as well as a brand. Also performing a SWOT analysis is something that um, is a good exercise to do that I do with clients as well. And it looks a little different than, you know, looks a little different from a company, but definitely um, performing SWOT analysis. And actually the Clifton strengths fit nicely with, you know, the strengths um, portion of the SWOT analysis. 
Right. So let's slow down because there's somebody out there that's like, SWAT, what? What? Okay. okay. We can slow so, down. so so they're they're thinking, what? The police are involved? No, no, no. No FBI. No FBI. Right. Yeah. She's she's talking like a business gal. So don't miss this, everybody. We got a business gal on here today. Okay. So what does S stand for? W stand for? O stand for? T stand for? Thank you. Thank you, Professor Nicole. Um, <laughs> no, you're about to be the professor. <laughs> no, but I we've had conversations about your future professorship, so that's why I said that. So the strength, um, you know, basically the ethics for strength. What strengths do you bring? What you, what are your strengths? So you can use Clifton Strengths Finders to help you. And I did this for a client, and it was a great, great exercise. And then the um, the W is for weaknesses. So what are some things that you don't do well that you really need to improve upon? Um, or the, what are some of those things that get into the way of your success? And when you think about your career, it could be a competency that you need to go farther in your career or to get to the next level. Or if you're a business owner, it could be something within your business line that you need and you don't have. It could be resources, things of that nature. Opportunities are just that. They're definitely, there are opportunities, things on the horizon that can help you grow. So it could be professional development. It could be partnering if you're in business. Um, it could be partnering um, from a team standpoint as well. Um, and then the threats are, you know, obviously those things that threaten your brand, your competitors, your peers. There's so many things that, you know, could be a perceived threat. But the, the great thing about the SWAT is after you have it, you have the data and you can make form form decisions and do something about that. Yes, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, hundred percent. And the other thing about opportunity, because what I'm sitting here and like in my brain, I'm, my brain is screaming, oh, you know, all the people that are, are, are out there that want a better job higher pay mm-hmm. um and op, you know th- there are opportunities like mad out there right now so mm-hmm. as many of my listeners know tanika i do recruiting and i mean people are looking for good people right now i mean it mm-hmm. is really an employee market you know how they say it's a home buyer's market or mm-hmm. a, ho- a home seller market right now it's not an employer market it's an employee market right now mm-hmm. and um you know but people are like well I don't know what the opportunities are. It's just slowing your jets for five minutes and working with somebody who can ask you some questions like Tanika, who can help you explore what are the opportunities are out there. Now, here's the thing. If you are somebody who's like, I know there's something else I could do or I could do a better, I could make more money over here or do whatever. You you absolutely could. Now, imagine that you had a resume that screamed your personal brand. I mean, this is going to set you apart. Right. You have to be unique. You'll stand out if you're unique. If you sound like everyone else, you won't. That's right. That's right. So, so imagine on your resume, it said, you know, my why is to challenge or whatever, you know, this is my why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here, and you put right on your resume, here's my top five Clifton strengths. And then you went on to say, I worked at blah, blah, blah company. Here's how I used them. I worked at da, da, da company. Here's how I used them. You know, that, I mean, as a recruiter, I would absolutely fall out of my chair if somebody did such an amazing resume like that, other than going, managed a team, (laughs) managed the budget, Mm -hmm. you know, like. It's an Ouroboro. Right, right, right. So I really, I want, really want somebody to to help me with that. Now you've mentioned this thing, which I'd love to go down this little bunny trail with you for a minute. This thing of core values. Mm. You said I can help people uh, figure out their core values, and I loved your little story about William. Did I get his name right? Yes, William Bernard. 
William Bernard, who I love, who don't miss this, who built churches and buildings that house people in Trinidad and Tobago. I mean, hello, people. What a legacy this guy left behind and 13 babies that he taught all this to. OK, so that's a good. That's one what woman, I one wife. <laughs> yeah. And she is the saint. Let's just oh, get 14, that clear. 14. Yeah, my mother had 13 brothers. There were 14 total. OK, so what was what was grandma's name? Um, Perline. What? Perline Bernard. Perline. Perline. Oh my God. Don't you love her? You love her so much. Okay. She was pregnant half her life. Okay. So, so here, here's the deal. So you, you sat down and you figured out this 10. Now tell me a little bit about your core value process. How could you help somebody discover these unique core values, because I agree with you 100%. About three paragraphs back, you said people pick things like respect, honesty. I mean, these are very boring, and we can't have that. We got to have this unique thing, 10, favor. How do you help people figure this out? Well, you know, many ways. So from an organizational standpoint, I actually developed a masterclass on core values. I have eight (laughs) masterclasses that I developed. It was a passion project going into the pandemic. And so I have, these are on branding, but the same principles, branding of an organization, but the same principles apply to the core, um, to the personal brand. And as a part of the process, I developed a core values guide with over 250 words to pull off of the shelf. Because I know everyone is not big in ideation, but an ideation person will find 250 words and then categorize them in a special way as well. So um, there is a process that I encourage people to follow. I detail it um, in my consulting practice, but I can share that. Basically, you need to like group. You need to chunk the values. Once, and, then, and I chunk them for you, actually. Um, but I basically, it's kind of like going to a store. You can pull some off the shelf to inspire you to think of some more, or you can stop there with them. But the important thing to do is to find meaning, personal meaning. So I take you through a process where I create like statements, core value statements for each value. And I encourage you to do the same thing. You have to have a story for each word. So instead of just choosing authenticity, I chose avant-garde authenticity because I think differently. I want you to have that most original moment with authenticity. And for me, Authenticity is about being respectful, relatable, and real. And everyone has their own authentic voice, whether they are an extrovert or an introvert or whatever the ordering of their Clifton Strengths profile is. Everyone has an opportunity to be avant-garde, to be new, to be original in thought or in something, idea. And I, because the, my purpose is to help individuals and companies boldly unleash authenticity, that's what Brand Rebirth is for. I help to extract that out and make people feel comfortable. But with the core values, um, we go through a process of asking you what you believe and what really resonates with you, what's important um, to you. And then I present you with some options as well. And then we group, you know, their, you know, values in terms of meaning and then find words that resonate with you, but it resonates with your prevision. It resonates, you know, with your Clifton Strengths profile. Um, and, and before, when we, before we go deep, I try to understand how an individual determines success and if they believe if they're already successful or they're just a success. And um, all those things help me understand you and help you understand you so that you can come up with values that are meaningful to you. Because, you know, one day you might start a company 
Or it's beneficial for you that if you plan to stay within an organization, you want to make sure that there's values alignment from a personal brand standpoint and with the organization you work for. Because if you don't have that, what happens, Nicole, if you don't have the values alignment? You got on the wrong bus. You're going the wrong direction. (laughs) That is a problem. Yeah. And so I love what you're saying about you got to have a story. And I just that's a big takeaway for me today. So thank you for that, because I often will tell people one of my uh, core values is learning. Like I love learning personally. The process of learning. Yeah. And that is one of my strengths, learner. So it, I mean, it's, it all kind of comes together. And so here's my story. I can remember I, my brother was nine years older than me and I, my mother passed away when I was little, but my grandmother kept like came to the house, but she didn't want to play. You know what I mean? She wanted to sit in a chair and that's okay. So I learned to play by myself. So I would line up all the all the teddy bears and the Barbie dolls and all the stuff and I would the Cabbage Patch doll. Okay, look it up, people. It's I, a, I, I had one. <laughs> I had a knockoff Cabbage Patch. Oh, okay. Well, I was blessed. I had a real one, but anyway, so that's right. So I had them all lined up and I mean, like I literally had like a little chalkboard and I would like have them do their homework. And I was so nerdy. I would like do their homework for them. Remember those pieces of paper that had the dotted lines and the lines you would practice your letters, your cursive. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I just would sit in there for hours and teach. And that's what I do for a living today. I'm a, yes. you know, really, I'm a, a coach, a consultant, a trainer. It's all the same animal. Yeah. Yeah. So learning learning but that's my little story that goes with it so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna revisit that in my own life that's fantastic all right yeah all right well tanika time flies when you're having fun and so we're at the top of the hour almost here and so uh you know people are like no 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 one more nugget one more nugget so we need a tanika nugget to to take us out of here what's you know there's one special listener listening and they're like give me one more thing to think about what are you gonna give me could I do one thing before I answer that question? And I'll fly. Yeah, you through. can. No, no, so you I'll don't have to through. go fast. Go slow. It's well, no, fast. I won't go into deep um, explanation for the for the 12 steps. But I got to, or like number five. Number six is actually to determine the problem you solve. So there are many ways to do that. But think about your brand, like it's something like functionally. What do you do in your role within that company? How do you solve problems for your manager, for your for the company, what problem are you solving? What jobs need to get done within the company? And how are you doing that? That's another, that's one thing to discover. The other thing is to really define and analyze your target audience. That's, that is good for personal brand as well. Mm-hmm. Who is your target audience? Who's that target internal audience? Who are you mm-hmm. speaking to? And you need to define who that audience, who that audience is, and you need to analyze it. And there are many different ways to do that. You should also craft your own benefits and reasons to believe. This is something that we do in branding a lot. These are not features and benefits. Uh, these aren't like features and benefits things that you like, but they're also why believe in me? What things about me should you know? To, and you should know these things. And all these things will help you in building your brand. This can help you with your resume. It can help you in so many different ways. Um, the other thing is to devise your channel strategy. So channel is just you know, a place where something goes. So um, like right now, uh, thanks to Nicole, this is a podcasting channel for me and for us. Um, your website is another channel. Internal communications or, you know, how you, you speaking opportunities within your company. These are different channels. 
So it's important to devise a strategy because a lot of people think with branding, you just need to start promoting, promoting, but you actually should have a strategy for your personal brand and be really intentional. So if you're going to blog or if you're going to have a use LinkedIn as a channel, how are you going to use LinkedIn? What, what frequency will you use on LinkedIn? What type of editorial calendar do you need to have for yourself? Is it once a year? Is it quarterly? What is it? But have a strategy. Um, and then activating. You have, you've done all this. Now you can activate your, your brand. And what I mean is that you can push it out. You develop content. Like we're developing content today. What are you going to do to send your content to push things? It could be you're writing a white paper and you're sending it. If you're a writer, there's so many different ways. It's not always about video. And then the last thing I would say is evaluate. That's what anything you do in any career. You need to evaluate because you need to make sure that things are working. Um, so those are like the, the 12 steps and they, they sit in three buckets, um, discovery, strategy, and then activation. So, but a lot of what I do is I sit in the discovery space <laughs> because once you discover, you don't have to keep going back to it. If you think about marketing, marketing is the push. Branding is the pull. So this is a nugget I'll share. Oh, I love question. this nugget. This is great. So marketing, branding is about creating the magical pull, drawing people to you, drawing customers to you, drawing stakeholders to you. There should be some emotion. Branding sits in your um, your brain, in your, the limbic brain. You know, it, it's just an emotional type thing. Um, marketing is something that you put a time limit on. It changes often. So I might be pursuing podcasting this year, but if it's not working for me, then I might need to pursue blog blogging. And then I need to look at the metrics on that or a Facebook ad or something like that. But there needs to be a metric associated with it. And if there has to be in. When you create your personal brand, you this this your personal brand should not change. I mean, how many times should we be asking people to be Clifton Strengths, Nicole? One, that's it. One. Yeah. Once. You and do your that, And let's claim it and name it. Exactly. And aim it. So you That's do right. all of these once. Marketing, you change. You do often. You try so many things. You, you, you push your brand through many channels. So I would say a good nugget is to understand, after creating your brand, understand what you need to do to create the magical pull and then devise a strategy so that you can push it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So the nugget is... Uh, good definitions that maybe you've never heard before. The brand pulls people in and marketing is what you're putting out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. All right. So let, let me, let me do this. You probably are like, well, how do I find her? You go to www.brand-rebirth.com. Also, of course, she is over on the LinkedIn. She's over on the Facebook and also on Twitter at brand underscore rebirth. So you can find Tanika in all those places and you can always message me me and I'll get you hooked up, hooked yes. up. Tanika, I am so, so privileged to have had you on the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. Thank you so much for your time and energy. And we will hear from you again, I'm guessing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's a wonderful podcast. <laughs> Thank you. All right, listeners, have a great rest of your day. Ready to build your vibrant culture? Bring Nicole Greer to speak to your leadership team, conference, or organization to help them with her strategies, systems, and smarts to increase clarity, accountability, energy, and results. Your organization will get lit from within. Email Nicole at NicoleGreer.com. And be sure to check out Nicole's TEDx talk at NicoleGreer.com.